You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, before I get into the episode, and I know this is a wee bit unorthodox, but this is how we're going to start this thing off. We're going to talk about a new sponsor called On Location, O-N Location. Let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game, the grand stage, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away, and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a -a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends like Troy Aikman and Marcus Allen and Tim Brown, plus accommodations at five-star LA hotels and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56. On location, exp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location wherever you do your searching. I'm also going to go ahead and tell you about NetSuite. You know, you know the drill. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa. Head to netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for your growing business. netsuite.com slash ncaa. This call is being recorded. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. Merry Christmas. Man, you know, I'm so damn proud of you right now. I don't know what to do. (laughs) That's the best retort to my Jimmy Stein. That's him. Jimmy, how are you today? And you usually go into five minutes, and then I got to do a live read. And today... (laughs) You, you cut it off at doing great. Merry Christmas. You happy little bastard. I love it. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's Christmas, and uh, I thought I would be polite. How are you doing, Luke? You know what? You've never asked. Not too well. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, but, by the way, just for your own edification as a listener out there, um. We do know now, and I think Jimmy and I probably already both knew this, that it was Alfred Nobel, and he also invented dynamite, which is the most ironic thing ever. Um, But, you know, uh, we talked about the Nobel Peace Prize, and we forgot what Nobel's first name was, and we made several jokes about a man who stands for absolute greatness for some reason. And uh, then somebody tweeted at us that, hey, it was Alfred Nobel, and Jimmy made a joke again about his being Batman's butler, and I think I said he was one of the chipmunks. So (laughs) I think we've we've insulted a great human being, somebody much greater than us, enough. But I wanted to let you guys know that it was Alfred Nobel who 
also invented dynamite. And was Batman's butler. And was Batman's butler. And a chipmunk. But and, a chipmunk. and I, now that I think about it, I think that was Alvin. Not Alfred. Alvin because, was the famous of all the chipmunks. But man, uh, and I didn't think about it because until just now when I started asking myself, what was the guy, the, what was the guy that had the three chipmunks, Steve or something? Frank? Uh, you know, it's it's been a while. Uh, I, I, I never liked that. those three rodents anyway. But um, he would always go, really, Alvin... Yeah, I didn't even, I wasn't even too entertained by that as a kid, which is saying a lot. It's really stupid. I mean, it was so <laughs> lowbrow humor. And there there aren't chipmunks, you know, where, where, where we live. I remember the first time I went out west and saw a chipmunk for the first time. I was stunned at how little those things are. They're, they're tiny. They're like miniature squirrels. Yeah. I mean, it's like the first time I saw a kangaroo. I can't believe it wasn't boxing something. <laughs> Every uh, I don't know. Kangaroo boxing jokes never get old for me, but the chipmunks are low-brow. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Um, Jimmy, we were going to talk just recruiting this whole podcast today. And uh, I think that's a good place to start. As we predicted and predicted correctly, Isaiah Bond commits to Alabama. Um, there is a genuine movement for Alabama to get faster. Um, and I think that they're doing a hell of a job with that. You know, this, these last two receiver classes, assuming that Alabama, I think they're still going after another receiver. Now on three may have Shaz Pat, is it Shaz Preston, right? Shaz Preston. That I think he's a five-star on on three, isn't he? Uh, he could be, to be honest. I don't have I don't have it in front of me. He could be. We're recruiting Shaz Preston and Kendrick Law from uh, from Louisiana. They're both highly recruited guys um, and both project to play receiver. Uh, Kendrick Law could play a bunch of spots, but uh, th- yeah. those are sort of a couple of guys on the board, and they're they're rated very similarly. Well, my point is that we've had two really good back to back receiver classes. If we only get yes. one of Preston or Law, regardless. But only one of them has been a five-star, and that's Ja'Cory Brooks, I think. I believe that is correct uh, from last year and this year, and, and that's fine. Uh, these these guys are all good. As a matter of fact, between the three guys that we now have committed in this wide receiver class, Aaron Anderson, Kobe Prentice, and now Isaiah Bond last night, I'm, I'm as curious as anyone to find out who ends up being the best of the three because they're all – really similar guys. I mean, you watch, you'll be impressed with all three when you watch the tape, but gosh, picking out which one's going to be the best, you might as well, you know, pick names out of a hat. I mean, uh, there's just three, not only similarly fast, all their skill sets are very similar. It's clear that we had sort of a uh, prototype in mind for what we wanted in this receiver class. Yeah. And I, I dig that. I think that's sort of the 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 way things are trending at the moment. Um, and everybody would love to have, you know, just go out and get a tall guy who can catch and run and is a great route runner. Well, there's probably about one of them or two of them every two years. So 
if you can't find those dudes and if they're not available, then why don't you go out and get the fastest some bitches out there and just sling it to them? And I think that that's worked okay with Jamison Williams, and I'd like to see it work with some other dudes. Yeah, these guys that we've uh, are in this class, uh, I, I would say they're all very similar to Jamison. Really, I think Jamison might be slightly longer than than these guys. Uh, I think uh, you know Aaron Anderson in particular is probably you know five nine and a half, five ten. Kobe Prentice might be five eleven. Uh, Isaiah Bond, who committed last night in the five ten range, they're they're, they're but hey, uh, more importantly, they're all legitimate four four guys. Not the guys that say they run a 4-4. No, these, these guys can really, really run just like Jamison. Uh, Isaiah Bond, as a matter of fact, ran a 10-4-800 meters uh, in, the, in the sectionals in uh, Georgia last year. That's, that's elite track speed. Uh, so Alabama definitely adding big-time speed to the receiver core. They felt it was an issue. Um, that's why they signed Jamison Williams out of the portal. Let's remember, they did that late. Jamison wasn't yeah. a sign guy out of the portal they signed Jamison after spring practice was over when the staff identified that maybe we needed more speed outside and uh that's continued through this group obviously now if you count Jamison as as four uh four signees ago because now we have the three new guys that are being the 22 class and Jamison being the last guy last season that's four in a row where where they've just identified speed as the trait they wanted, not necessarily a size. Which does beg the question to me, as a state of Alabama guy, um, the receiver at Thompson, whose name's escaping me because I'm driving a truck right now, he's not very highly, not very highly thought of necessarily, but he's committed to Utah, and he just won the 6A MVP for the state title game. Um, he's kind of Steve Smithish, and. So it makes you, and he's fast, and he's hard to tackle, and he's he's good in space. He's got good hands, but he's he's probably about five seven, five seven and a half, yeah. something like that. Um, when you get to be five seven, if and a, a dude who's five seven will probably be quick to correct you, like, no, I'm five seven and a half, because all of a sudden that half inch becomes kind of important, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I bet you he's going to be a thing at Utah. I, I really believe this. This, that guy Thompson, again, yeah. whose name escapes me here early on a Wednesday morning, um, he's, he's going to be a thing in Utah. I'm telling you, he's going to be a thing. And we're going to wonder, why didn't we recruit him? Well, we'll <laughs> be fine. Our guys are good. Our guys are really good. Our recruits are rated higher. I get it. And I'm for doing what Saban wants to do. I'm just saying, if we're going that route of speed and toughness right. and, um, you know, just, just – those kind of attributes, I, I sort of wonder why we're not going after this guy. That's just my question. Right. No, no, it, it's a great point. You know, what it is is there are two, two things. Number one, the three kids that are committed to us in the class, they're actually taller and longer than the kid at Thompson. Uh, I'm, sure yes. that, uh, I'm sure that Kobe and Aaron and, uh, and now Isaiah Bond aren't used to being called, you know, taller and longer than, than other guys. But, uh, <laughs> but they, they, they are. They are bigger than the kid. At, uh, at Thompson. Um, I'm sure somewhere in Coach Saban's office there is a chart. And in that chart, it sort of reflects what you're looking for at wide receiver size and speed wise. The taller you are, the slower you can be. Basically, it's like, well, if you're 6'3 plus, 
and you run a 4.75, you're a take. If you're 6.2 and you run a 4.65, you're a take. If you're 6.1 and you run a 4.58, you're a take. And it goes all the way down to 5.10, 5.9, 5.8. When you get down to be as uh, short as the Thompson kid is, you know, you, you probably need to be running in the 4-2 range for Alabama yeah. to be to be super interested. Uh, the three kids that Alabama uh, did take at wide receiver are all in, in the takeable range in terms of their length and, and their speed. And it's something that they look for in terms of what Coach Saban calls his critical factors, which are, you know, hey, you know, kids have to be a certain size and a certain speed to fit into our system. But uh, what interests me about the kid at Thompson so much, Luke, is that as long as uh, me and you have been following this stuff, he's the first kid I can recall from the state of Alabama uh, that is signing with the Utah Utes. I can't recall any other kid going back to the 80s from the state of Alabama that signed with Utah. That's a good point. I'd have to go back and check that out. That's interesting. Um, I remember when the kid from, uh, I want to say it was Homewood, signed with Nebraska like back in the – Mid nineties, and I thought that was bananas. Southward. Um, Damon Southward. That was well. No, that's not who I'm thinking of. There was a linebacker. There's a kid from uh, Jess Lanier. Jess that, Lanier. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Jess Lanier. It wasn't Homewood. You're right. Jess Lanier. Oh, the Homewood. Damon Southward. He signed with Michigan, by the way. But uh, yeah, you're that's... thinking of you're thinking of Harris from that's right. uh, Jess. And uh, yeah, he signed with Nebraska in the middle of Nebraska's big time dynasty. Right. I thought that was just, I just remember thinking, I mean, how many people willingly go to Nebraska from Alabama? You know, I understand Nebraska at the time was a dynasty. I get it. But I've also been to Nebraska. And I mean, not to jank on the state of Nebraska. It's just, you know, just different. I mean, it's just, and I just thought it was different. And I think Utah is very different from this state. Now, you can make the argument, okay, why is Bryce Young going from California to Alabama? Well, I would argue that's a little different because uh, he's going to get the best of everything you can get in terms of his football education. You know what I mean? So I think that it's, it's not really coming here for the state. At the time, I wouldn't say Nebraska was known necessarily for um, putting linebackers in the league that I remember. But – I mean, that's neither here nor there. They don't have anything to do with anything. But, um, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little more recruiting. All right, Jimmy, so we got uh, Isaiah Bond, badass, superstar. Who's next? I mean, is there going to be another announcement before signing day or the rest of Alabama's guys that they get on this first signing day going to be signing day guys right now it looks like signing day i'm not aware of any of these last i don't know uh, off the top of my head you're talking about 10 to 12 kids that were still recruiting very hard that could end up joining the class by next wednesday i think every single one of them may be signing day announcements uh you're talking about anthony lucas curtis perry marvin jones jr shamar james dominie jackson earl little um Shaz Preston, Kendrick Law that we already talked about, Ernest Green, an offensive lineman from California that we're catching a lot of momentum with late. Uh, Those could all be guys. Also a couple guys out of the portal. I wouldn't necessarily call them signing day guys because I'm not exactly sure. I don't think the rules require that we sign them on signing day. But out of the portal, 
Uh, I think Alabama's involved with Jameer Gibbs, the running back from Georgia Tech, as well as Eli Ricks, the corner from LSU. Uh, Those things could happen any day, and I'm pretty optimistic both could end up with Alabama. Uh, Part of it is just room and attrition in terms of what happens at the other spots, but but you have to consider them part of this group as well. And and I could spend a whole podcast talking about Gibbs and Ricks. I'm very pro signing Eli Ricks. I'm pro signing Jameer Gibbs in the sense that I love him as a player. Love him. I think he's fantastic. And I think he'd kick ass at Alabama. I'm anti in the sense that, okay, well, who's going to go? I mean, this, you know, it gets to be a crowded room again. And if you're Jace McClellan, if you're Roydell Williams, if you're Kamar Wheaton, um, if you're Trey Sanders, you know, all of a sudden, you had this dude in there along with two other running backs coming in. Now, Emmanuel Henderson might play some other position. I, You know, there's rumors of that. Who knows? But that's a lot of freaking running backs. Now, the flip side of that flip side is we've needed a lot of running backs this year. We're out of them. We're fresh out of running backs. We got two guys that are banged up. One of them still recovering from a, a horrific automobile accident. And – we thought we had this crowded room and it got uncrowded very, very quickly because of injuries. So maybe you never have enough running backs. I don't know. But the Eli Ricks thing, um, not only is he highly coveted and just a superstar, um, he also is going to be coming into a room that probably won't be as quite as crowded. I mean, there'll be some young unproven guys and that's fine. But, you know, you who knows if Jalen Armour Davis will – be back right I mean he could come back who, who knows about Josh Job um there, there are some defensive back questions at Alabama and, and I think Ricks could step in and be an immediate contributor yeah I feel the exact same way with, with that you do it's not just about the talent it's about the room that you have Jameer Gibbs at running back is a premier talent as a matter of fact I would go so far as to say if Alabama took Jameer Gibbs I would place him as like almost the certain starter. I mean, the leading candidate to be the number one running back next fall when Alabama plays Utah State in the opener, uh, I would say Jameer Gibbs most likely be the number one guy out there. But Alabama entered this year with five running backs on scholarship, and they're only losing one, and that's Brian Robinson who will move on to the NFL. So four guys are back, and then you're adding two that have already committed to us in this class, Emmanuel Henderson from Geneva, Alabama, and, that, and now Jamarian Miller, who committed about a, a week or two ago from East Texas. So now you're going from, okay, well, we have four coming back. Now you added two, that's six. If you take Jameer Gibbs out of the portal, that's seven. That's so many running backs. If you have seven running backs on scholarship, that's fine. But that means you're going to be short at another position somewhere else. So uh, I, I, I'm not a big fan of, of having seven out of the portal at all. Uh, and, and I just think it's too many. Uh, Gibbs is certainly good enough, but you know, th- th- but but the numbers have to work. And, and and your point about Eli Ricks at corner, same point. Yes, a premier talent, but Alabama apparently will have room at cornerback. Josh Job is is certainly moving on to the NFL. Jalen Armour Davis uh, has the eligibility to return and is yet to make an announcement. Uh, but there's a good chance Jalen Armour Davis is going to go pro. So your starting corners are gone. Marcus Banks. Uh, has already hit the portal. Uh, another kid or two at that spot could hit uh, the portal. And then you look at Eli Rick's talent. 
this is a kid with first round ability. He is a, a, a premier cornerback. He's also very experienced in the SEC. He almost signed with Alabama out of high school, very similar to Jamison Williams. So we know the kid. We've recruited him. We're very familiar with him. Uh, again, he's played in the SEC, coached by Corey Raymond at LSU, one of the best DB coaches in America. So I think Eli Ricks would be an outstanding uh, pickup for Alabama out of the portal and a guy you would project to be a starter next season. Yeah, um, another thing about Ricks, I, I think right now the way that college football is, it's you can't have too many defensive backs for real because everybody's slinging the ball all over the place unless you play Wisconsin. I mean, everybody's throwing a lot. And um, so you need guys that can that can cover, uh, and you need a lot of them. Whereas with running backs, though I've already, you know, explained how Alabama ran into trouble with injuries this year, I mean, we're a pass-first team. And so it's almost better, I think, if you say, would you rather have too many running backs or too many defensive backs? Easily defensive backs is the answer for me. Um but if we do take Gibbs out of the portal, if we were to take him, I would have to assume one of two things. We're losing another dude, and I don't know who I'd want to lose. I mean, you know, lots of times I can say, okay, you know, if, if player X leaves, I, you know, best for both people, best for both parties. But, you know, Roy Dell showed me some, some good stuff this year before he got hurt. He was, he was coming into his own. Jason McClellan has shown some breakaway ability. And, and, might be the best receiver of the bunch. Trey Sanders, we all can see he's like on the verge of getting it. He just hadn't gotten it yet, and we're all being extra patient because of the other stuff he's gone through. Um, and then Kamar Wheaton is the, the unknown, the running back that every team in America has on their squad that every fan in America who never sees practice believes this guy is going to be a superstar. I mean, that's, that's our, Kamar Wheaton is that guy for us. The, the difference is Kamar Wheaton in Alabama may legitimately be a superstar. He was number one ranked running back in the country a year ago. So, and then you've got two other guys coming in that you've recruited, uh, one of them being a high four-star, one of them being a five-star. So I, I don't know who I'd want to lose. And I can't, if I can't pinpoint them, it scares me about the Gibbs thing. But then I always remember Nick Saban will handle it. So, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take another break. When we come back, we'll uh, talk some more recruiting. All right, Jimmy, so I go back to my original question. We got off on a tangent about early signing day. Um, do we believe that early signing day is going to kind of wrap us up? I mean, obviously, you could get somebody else in the portal, but let's, let's leave the portal out of this. Will early signing day pretty much do Alabama in for recruiting this year? I, I, I don't know that we're necessarily waiting for anybody on the late period, are we? No, I, I think early signing period is going to do it. Uh, but but just look to a year ago. I, I believe one year ago Alabama uh, got a commitment or signed one or two more kids in the February signing day. It might have been one or two more. Something very similar could happen this year, Luke. To me, it's 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 going to be really dependent on who leaves. Uh, what kind of attrition does Alabama have between now and February? Will there be room? Keep in mind what the numbers are this year. It is, it's different than any other year because of COVID and everything else. The NCAA is changing their rules every year on, on how many you can sign and, and who counts. 
But right now, the rule is for this season, uh, the 25 rule is still in effect. You can bring in 20 up to 25 new guys. However, due to COVID, the NCAA has changed changed the rule to say you can sign an additional seven on top of the 25 so long as you have seven guys hitting the portal. So Alabama right now has three guys in the portal, Marcus Banks, Pierce Quick, and uh, there's one more to help me with it. Pierce Quick, Marcus Banks, uh, and – There is one more. One. Now, when you asked me to help you, I went blank. If you had just not said to help me. <laughs> right. There's um, three guys on the portal right now. So Alabama, as we speak, can sign 25 plus three. But Alabama knows there's going to be at least four more leaving. So it's safe to say that Alabama can sign the 25 plus seven, which is 32. But but here here's the the the, the trick to all of it, or probably a better uh, word is trap. The trap to all of it is this: the NCAA has not changed the 85 rule whatsoever. So yeah, you can sign up to 32 new guys, but you can't have over 85. 85 is Alabama's huge issue. Uh, there will be room under the 32, but room under the 85 is a huge issue. And I think that is what's going to determine whether Alabama signs additional kids in February and how many kids you can take out of the portal is keeping an eye on that 85 number. So if you have to have seven leave, you can't have three leave and then get three extras. That's what you're saying, right? It has to be no, seven. No, no, you have three leave. Can sign three extras. If you have four leave, you can oh, sign okay. four extras. If you have nine okay. leave, you're capped at seven. So the cap is seven, but you can sign okay. as many over five as leave. And right now we have three, but but you can project how many you're going to leave too. So uh, Alabama can easily project we're going to have it, you know, more than seven in the portal. As a matter of fact, sounds crazy, and, and there's no way to name names and know for sure. But I honestly expect Luke that uh, between there's three in the portal now. I bet between now and next August, there's between 10 and 15. Oh, agreed. And that sounds high right now. I think you're going to right. see that for a lot of schools, those, those kind of numbers for a lot of schools. I mean, I don't think that's going to be a crazy high. It might be higher than the average, but it's not going to like blow you away. I think that's going to be the case for a lot of teams, especially in the SEC. That's right. It's the new. It's the new normal. It's the new normal. We all have to get used to it. It's a new world. It's a new sport. Three or four of the biggest changes in college football in the past fifty years all happen within the past three hundred sixty-five days. So it is going to be a new world, but it's also going to be the new normal. And uh, attrition and, and the transfer portal and, and and really what Nick Saban refers to as college football free agency. That's the new reality we're living in. Kids are going to be coming and going. And last year, the starting running back at Georgia Tech was Jameer Gibbs, and a starting cornerback at LSU was Eli Ricks. And next fall, they could be the starting running back and the starting cornerback at Alabama. That's uh, that's just the, the the new reality. But it, you know, Luke, it's just like the high school recruiting. It's all about evaluations and what fits with your program. And do Gibbs and Ricks, uh, to use their their names in particular, uh, how do they fit? Are they fits with what Alabama does? Will they be good fits in our program uh, socially as well? You don't want to add, you know, some uh, some some rotten apples to the bunch. But uh, I know of no information like that at all regarding those two kids. Uh, but but you still have to be careful uh, in the evaluation process. Just because they were successful at Georgia Tech and LSU 
doesn't mean they would be successful at Alabama. I think in these two cases, though, uh, with Jameer Gibbs and Eli Ricks, uh, you're, you're talking about good kids and, and obviously premier talents. So, Jimmy, who of the guys we're hoping to sign next week is your most coveted? Uh, you know, this will be a, a surprise name to some people. And frankly, it, it's crazy that uh, I'm even it, – it's going to be hard not to use Dominique Jackson as an answer because as a cornerback, in my opinion, Dominique Jackson is a perfect defensive back or he's as perfect as you can get if you made a list of traits uh, that you would want in a cornerback. Uh, Dominique Jackson not only uh, checks every box, uh, you'd put an A-plus in every box. Uh, I think Dominique Jackson is a fantastic uh, cornerback. I had a friend ask me the other day, uh, what's the best comp for Dominique Jackson? And it was a quick answer for me, and that's Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, who also was an A-plus in every box, who was an immediate starter at Alabama. And by year two, he was one of the best players on the team. I think Dominique Jackson is very similar in that way. Uh, he is super fast. He has prototypical NFL size for a cornerback. He is a three-year starter uh, at one of the best programs in the United States. He's very smart. He has great intangibles. He's very professional in interviews, and he's only 17 years old. Uh, again, playing in a high-profile program, he plays with great physicality for a cornerback. He's so physical, he can play safety, but he's so fast, you got to play him at corner. Uh, Dominic's great, but I'll give you another name of a kid that's just as good. We're just piling on because it's the deepest position on the team. But outside linebacker Marvin Jones Jr. from South Florida, I didn't believe until very recently that, that he would end up with Alabama. But I'm projecting as of today that he will sign with Alabama. Uh, Marvin Jones is uh, on three's number one prospect in the country. Uh, he's an outside pass rusher, somewhat similar to Will Anderson, uh, which, as we know, is almost now a, a holy comp to Alabama. Like, you don't invoke – Will Anderson's name easily or quickly, but that's who Marvin Jones is like. Marvin Jones' dad won the Buckus Award at Florida State about 20 years ago and had a long career in the NFL. And uh, and and his son Marvin Jr. is uh is just as talented as his dad. His dad was an inside backer. Marvin's outside, but he's he's a terror off the edge, a lot like Will Anderson. I think those are two great answers. I would throw in there Curtis Perry just because I got to see him recently and his recency bias and yada 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 but um no he is not the necessarily the height you want him to be whatever the dude's so quick off the ball and having watched will anderson uh these last couple of years and realizing how look will anderson's a, a, a freak i mean i hate it when people call all these recruits well he's a freak no will anderson's a freak everybody else is really really good i mean you can say really good Reserve the freak title for the freaks. Julio Jones, freak. Will Anderson, freak. They're not a lot. They're not a ton of freaks. That will make some freaky. So, and and so Curtis Perry is not a freak, but boy, he's quick as a hiccup. Um, he doesn't have the reach of Will Anderson. Again, that's why Will Anderson is a freak to be that fast and have that reach and have a size three waist with size eighty shoulders. I mean, that's people don't do that. He looks like Johnny Bravo. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, this, this is me telling you how good Curtis Perry is when I'm really just telling you I love Will Anderson, I guess. But uh, <laughs> Curtis, I think Curtis Perry is fantastic. I, I like him a lot. Um, and if he goes to another school, he will haunt us. 
That is my take on him 100%. And I don't want that to happen. I want him to come to Alabama and haunt other people. Um, so that's, that's like, it. But I like Curtis like, Perry a lot. Yeah. I like, you know, I, lo- I like Curtis. I want Curtis to sign with Alabama. I know he's seriously considering Auburn as well. Obviously grew up in Montgomery, which is a, a real, you know, Auburn area. And he has a lot of friends at Auburn, but, but he's also got Alabama people. He's trained by a lot of the trainers that trained, you know, Mac Wilson and Sean Dion Hamilton and, and the Montgomery contingent that's made its way to Alabama recently. I like Curtis a lot, uh, but, but there is the size issue. Uh, he's very small for a defensive tackle. He's not the normal size tackle that Nick Saban has signed. Uh, he is a little smaller. Uh, I think a, a funny cop for him is Aaron Donald, which is even crazier than comparing somebody to Will Anderson. Aaron Donald, all he is is maybe the best defensive tackle in the National Football League. But he's undersized, and people told Aaron Donald he was too small to even play big-time college football. That's why Aaron Donald signed with Pitt and not, you know, Ohio State, Alabama, or, or Texas. I mean, Aaron Donald uh, signed with Pitt out of, uh, out of college and wasn't even the first pick in the draft, and he, he's probably the best defensive player in the NFL. Um, Curtis Perry is a lot like that. I mean, I'm sure he hears all the time that he's too small to play at Alabama, he's too small to play in the SEC, and, 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 but, but he has such a high motor. He's such a great player. I would just say a word of warning that the last defensive tackle Alabama signed that would have Curtis Perry's measurables was probably Nick Gentry from Prattville. Who had a pretty good senior season, but uh, but you know I, I wouldn't say that 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 you know Gentry is a guy that had a career uh, that that Alabama fans hope for with every kid that signs with Alabama. And Curtis Perry's size is very similar to Gentry's. But what what a great high school player. And uh, I hope he does sign with Alabama. I can't wait to see him. I mean, th- this kid's motor is unbelievable. He had, I think, over 20 sacks from the defensive yeah. tackle in each of the last two years. That's that's ridiculous, particularly with his high school, Pike Road. They play a tough schedule. I mean, they're a 6A school, but they, they play 7A schools. Uh, they play the best smaller schools. Pike Road plays somebody good every week. He still has, I think, over 40 sacks in two years. That's a, a relentless motor for a kid that lines up inside. Uh, I know Auburn has spent a lot of time with him recently, and he's talked up Auburn. But uh, in the end, next Wednesday, I, I think he's signing with Alabama. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back tomorrow. And until then, roll tide. Roll tide.